Hello. Hey. Hey, buddy. Hey. hey. <laughs> uh, you know, it was weird enough when we were doing this and you were just in bed. Now that you're topless in bed, <laughs> you have escalated the weird to an all new level. William. So there was a HuffPost thing last night. Um, oh, no. And I just want. I want the listeners to know, okay? I just want the record. William, as you know, I, I try to keep things honest. Um, candor is your game. Candor, candor is my is my currency. <laughs> <laughs> the There's US... a million podcasts out there that won't give you a, a dime of candor. For oh. Simon, the, in- <laughs> the entire fiat is... Uh, <laughs> He's <laughs> candor. I'm tied to the gold standard <laughs> of, yeah, this, of honesty. This is a pre Bretton Woods candor <laughs> type of guy, okay? I've suffered a number of uh, collapses due to my steadfast <laughs> adherence to the honesty standard. Anyway. Honestly, you think Bitcoin <laughs> is unstable. Go ahead and check out Simon's Candor reading. It is. I, I, I would say this. It's it's really unstable, but it's trending down. Yeah, yeah. Like, like like Bitcoin. most things in the world. Yeah. It is yeah. on a precipitous downward trajectory. You, you might have a few up days, but the overwhelming <laughs> trend. Okay, so this is all is to say, you went to a HuffPo thing, which I'm going to just preface this. Listener, by saying, uh, spoiler alert, I think it means Simon is probably badly hungover right now. (laughs) But I want people to know this is where my honesty and integrity comes in. Yeah. I want people, I mean, everything you said is true, but I want people to know that they're going to hear this and they're going to think, oh boy, you know, Simon's back to his old lethargic (laughs) bullshit ways. Like, he must have been dragged back to do this. But folks, if you look, and I'm happy to send anyone who asks, maybe next time at gmail.com, happy to send the Twitter chat transcripts, because <laughs> I was the one who came hat in hand on my knees begging to do this. William didn't say a word about this. this may have come as a total shock to him. I I am as I was as shocked to get that DM from you <laughs> as I am not shocked that you are in bed right now. <laughs> I I was very anxious to do this. I still am anxious to do it. Um, <laughs> and, and to take the lead on it. And to take the lead. That's right. Um, so, folks, I, first I want to thank my co-host, William, for having me here. Uh, and to apologize. Mm. Uh, In advance. Typically, 10 a.m. is a, a great time to catch Simon on the weekends, <laughs> but... <laughs> In this one extremely rare exception, it might not be. Folks, I <laughs> I fucked up, but but I want I want everyone to know this 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 was my idea. William did not drag me into anything. Um, so you know, it's basically the the, the podcast was the only thing tethering me to <laughs> to some level of responsibility. And now that it's been gone, I. I have no mooring. Right, right. You're unmoored. I'm unmoored. 
Remember? Yeah, that's exactly who I was going to talk about. <laughs> Listeners, if at any point in your life you went out of your way to see a movie because it starred in some extremely small role, Jay Moore, <laughs> then I think you found the perfect podcast to listen to. Yes, he had, he had by the time... By the time we were interested in him, he had settled into a, a short-lived but very much clear, clearly defined role as the token white guy <laughs> in uh, mostly uh, bl- black people-led uh, films. Yes, uh, mostly like Anthony Anderson films. Yes. Um, where Jay Moore played like an agent or something like that. <laughs> right, right. Who was on the phone like twice in the movie. Yes. Uh, you got to do this thing, buddy. I'm your agent. <laughs> See you later. Also, uh, an ascending comic superstar. Exactly. Catch me at at, uh, at uh, the Gotham nightclub <laughs> uh, three days a week over here in Chelsea. Um. Uh, okay. Sorry, folks. Do you do you, you want to uh, do you want to welcome people back? Folks, you better welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William, with my co-host, Simon McGormack. Heads Nation, we're going to work with you to move you to a team of your choice to be fans of. Um, We are back as we are pretty much never. Um, to discuss with you, our dear listeners, all things Nets Nation. Uh, as Simon hinted at, this is a this was a all prompted. We thought I thought this thing was over, but yeah. Simon, in light of the truly radical things happening in Nets Nation, thought we would be remiss to not get on and at least record some of our reactions Um, and honestly I think this will serve and correct me if I'm wrong Simon as a corrective to the overwhelming narrative that has evolved on Nets Twitter exactly exactly right William that's exactly right Uh, go ahead So, so how would you describe how would you characterize the mood in Nets Nation. Today. I would say it's extremely down. <laughs> like people, longtime Nets fans, uh, have been saying this is worse than the KG uh, Paul Pierce thing. This is like, you know, uh, this is a, a a crisis in 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 management. This is a total failure. People like net income who you and I have not been, you know, relatively speaking, longtime Nets fans. I suspect we're we're in the ninety fifth percentile or so of of length of tenure of Nets fans. But but nevertheless, you know, in terms of raw years, we have not been longtime Nets fans. But people who have been like net income who has been serving us for the time that we've been here. Ben Nets fans like nothing but pause like really just feeding us gruel and telling us it's it's stake here uh, is like totally de- is you know this is this is a there's no way to spin this other than like a total failure 
um, of, of management. Uh, there's a reckoning. You're not going to have any fans, which may be true. The, the fans thing may honestly be true. I mean, there's not much to lose. Sure. But but to the horrible fan that, base. It's a horrible, miserable fan base. But which we're a part of. Right. Exactly. We we very very much are. It's the only thing. It's the only thing that gets me out of uh, uh, sitting up in bed. <laughs> sort <in the> of. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. I generously mean. call yeah, that yeah. sitting up. <laughs> occasionally, occasionally elevating head off of pillow is how I describe it, folks. This was my idea. <laughs> uh, so, so, but I, I just I think that you know, and you and I, meanwhile, folks can look at the archive. You and I have been some of the most uh, downtrodden and pessimistic Nets fans over the last three years. That you could ever hope to find. Yes. Uh, and now find ourselves on the totally opposite. Like, I haven't even... I truly have not seen a... Uh, and maybe, again, because I'm mostly relying on what net income retweets. But I have not seen anyone be like, you know, this will be nice to get a fresh start. Like, last year was absolutely horrible. Um, and... And anything that gets us far away from that would be great. Right. So for me, Simon, the, the, exactly as you're saying, everyone's describing this moment as a disaster, right? Like we're mm -hmm. living through a disaster. And for me, that's completely wrong. Like the thing is, we have lived through the disaster and the disaster is now finally over. The disaster is now a past tense. The disaster was ever bringing Kyrie Irving into the organization, right? Yeah. That was a disaster. Everyone in their complaints about, oh, my God, this is so awful. We're in such a, you know, Nets Nation is in chaos. I mean, no one uses the expression Nets Nation except you, you and I. But, <laughs> um, you know, the Nets are in, in chaos. They're in disarray, blah, 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 blah. It's like... No, they have been in complete disarray. It has been agony. I've seen that from many fans. Like, this has been a horrible experience. Like, I've, I've hated watching. It's been really hard being a fan. Like, that's been expressed. Yes. So, to me, like, the logical thing when you have been suffering for three years is not to be like, oh, my God, what a disaster. The suffering is over. It should right. be like euphoria and celebration at the fact that it is over. And now, finally, for the first time in three years since the uh, clean sweep that Woj heralded on June 30th, 2019, for the first time, we can actually maybe get back to not hating this team again. And to <laughs> me, that's very hopeful and exciting. T totally. And, and so folks will... so. William bought in early, but Bill, William, 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 <laughs> folks. I, I don't, I a, don't edit this podcast, but I think I might edit that out. It was a rough night last night. <laughs> Where'd uh, you go? Where'd you go? Uh, we went to Bushwick. Oh, cow. where dreams are made of, yeah. and, and yes, and and the the you know the youth is you know they're out there. You know they set a certain they 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 got a. A hell of a pace car. <laughs> <laughs> they had me. They had me running in the red. <laughs> You're gonna have to take that thing to your engine guy. 
<laughs> Damn pace car. <laughs> this thing can't go. I, I ain't got a Ferrari. <laughs> Um, I'm running a six two six with it. All right, this is a, this is a, this is more like a, a discontinued line of Saturn. <laughs> Great reference. Remember Saturn? Of course, I had an uncle who worked at a Saturn <laughs> at a Saturn uh, lot. Can I tell you? No offense to your uncle, but that is a plum job because their whole thing, one of their biggest things, is that they would not negotiate on car prices right so they like they were like committed to like the customer service feeling that like you just go in and like most other things you buy you just go in and say okay i would like this car for this amount that's on the yeah on the, the sticker. sticker yeah uh so i gotta say again no offense to your uncle um, well, he worked more on the unfor- uh, I think on the um, fixing up, dealing with the customers who are like, "Hey, you just sold me this car that I didn't get a discount on, oh, no. and it's a terrible car. Oh, no. Make right. it stop being a terrible car." Right. Jim, Jim, my sales guy, is one of my best friends now, but honestly, he sold me a lemon. <laughs> the car, this dealership is selling a car that will be out of business as quickly as it emerged. How long did Saturn's exist? Like a decade? Maybe? I can't imagine it got a full <laughs> 10 years under its belt. God, this, this is the sort of thing that you just... Saturn, to... Saturn's played no more than 44 games together over three exactly. years. Saturn's emerged as an early favorite to take over the, the <laughs> championship of cars. They were the they were the betting favorites to yes. win the car championship long after they were swept by the Celtics. Exactly. Down 3-0 to the Celts. <laughs> and Bet MGM was still Anyway, um What what was I talking about? Oh, who knows? Uh, Bushwick. Uh, oh, oh what, the state of Nets Nation. Right. So, um, so yeah. So William was was an early early buyer, very early buyer in like this era sucks. I was much later. I would say till uh, up till and, and maybe even through the Celtics series, I was like, you know, we. I was still living in theoretical land, you know. Like maybe we get Ben Simmons back, he he turns this thing around. Maybe you know KD and Kyrie, they've had some time together. Maybe they'll pull it off. We've got the talent. Blah 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 blah. But again, after that year, you have to stop living in theoretical land. The team, as 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 people were fond of quoting at the time, but have totally forgotten. Um, in the present day, you of, of of saying you are what your record are is. We were a seventh seed. We were a seventh seed with no fucking chance right. of of winning. Uh, we and, had two more wins than the twenty eight team twenty eighteen team that was actually fun to watch, and that um, had players you didn't hate. Exactly, and so to sit there and be as net as net Twitter was pre trade request, like locked and loaded, baby. All we gotta do is you know secure Kyrie for whatever he wants, and we've got the team that is the dream. First of all, and and uh, you know uh, Bill Simmons said this, but it's totally true. Like just putting aside for a moment the enormous amount of chemistry issues that 
that Kyrie uh, presents that we've talked about ad nauseum on this on this podcast. He is. I think it's time to maybe look at. He is maybe not very good. Like he is good at dribbling. He makes great shots, but is he actually like good at? winning games we've talked about that to, to some degree as well on this podcast like the, the the record is terrible with Kyrie but also like people con- constant refrain during all of this like contract negotiation with Kyrie was like man he is so talented he's so good like you just got to get him on the court he's just unreliable like I don't even think that's true like he's not he's very short he's very um I mean for by NBA standards of course he's very um uh, slim by by NBA standards, he's just not able to like manufacture points on a lot of games. Again, he can get you sixty, but he can also get you like eighteen percent shooting or whatever the fuck he was from from three during the the series against Celtics. He's maybe not like this amazing basketball talent. As I think we're seeing is we're about to dump him and Joe Harris, two people that you know Nets Nation and myself included at least with Joe Harris thought that maybe he was worth a bit more than than that uh, uh, anyway wait sorry. what do you mean dumb i'm sorry uh so that that was a yeah uh so there's a report out and sorry if you're listening to this and this trade has already been consummated or whatever but but as of now the latest reports are the the lakers are trying to shove down our 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 weak little throats <laughs> uh russell westbrook to the nets in exchange for Kyrie Irving, remember him? He's a legend. He's great. He's right. the only thing that that prevents us from winning a championship. Um, it's funny because the only team that will take him is a team trading us Russell Westbrook um, and uh, making us throw in Joe Harris, who again I had thought prior to this actually had positive value. I, I you know, I guess I'm wrong, folks. If this trade actually comes to fruition uh because uh it would be joe harris kyrie irving in exchange for uh russell westbrook and one pick now folks i think i speak for everyone here i think nets nation can unify over this i hope that is not the final trade package i hope there's something else going on another pick it can't possibly be the trade yeah, I I really I mean, really hope so. They don't want Russell Westbrook. I know that we're tanking and we don't care. <laughs> yeah, but he's much more expensive than Kyrie. Who say what you will. I agree. Kyrie is not nearly as good as people fantasize about him being. He can be spectacular, but mm-hmm. of course he's very infrequently is so. Uh, Russell Westbrook is much worse than that. He's a proven himself almost it's almost worse because he's proven himself to be um perhaps better at being on the court but when he's on the court refusing to adapt his game in any way right right. (laughs) like if anyone could make you do that it's probably being in the face of like the best or second best player of all time lebron james and even with him on the court he's like no i think i should still have the ball 100 percent of the time right a guy a guy in lebron who's legendary for taming some of the the (laughs) toughest ego right for instance kyrie irving um so yeah no it's a it's a disaster trade having one of the lakers picks i mean you would need both of the picks and that arguably isn't even enough but then we that we'd throw in joe harris is completely absurd 
I agree, and I, I, I also think that, like, sure, if Joe Harris's value is very low, and maybe there's some medical, maybe, maybe like, the league is aware through the grapevine that, like, you know, the ankle surgery didn't take, he's going to need a lot more of them or something, you know what I mean? But, like, at the very least, he may be, maybe his contract is, is um, you know, higher than his value, but he does have... Again, if his ankle works, value. He's a very good three-point shooter. People are, uh, you know, oft want a, a three-point shooter. The only thing I could think that would be happening there is maybe there's a third team who's, like, taking Westbrook but is getting Joe Harris as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. But I don't know what team would be able to take Westbrook and would want Joe Harris because that team would be tanking. Yes. So anyway, it doesn't make sense. A terrible trade. But the point is, Nets Nation should be very excited to be talking about fun trades like that because what it means is, I mean, horrible trades like that, um, <laughs> that Kyrie isn't on your team anymore. Yes. That you don't like. I know you said it took you a while to fully get off. Like, you were you hated this team all year. You were you you were t- constantly <laughs> talking about how overrated they were, yeah. how they were gonna you know they were gonna lose. I mean, we had so many episodes that were completely co opted <laughs> by just talking about whatever insane Kyrie thing had happened that week. Um, it's constantly just reacting to whatever he generates in the news cycle. Um, usually to the detriment of the team that you really like being any good at all. Right. right. Um, and now that doesn't have to be the case. Like, I mean, I think, did you see, so hours before KD requests his trade, Ben Simmons posts on Instagram. Did you see this thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like the feeling amazing or whatever. Yes. And it's got like looking strong, working out in a net shirt. Like, let's get going. The, the stupidest tough face I have ever seen. Yeah. Like, he's got his tough if, face. If that's the face that you make before you're about to get into a fight, run. Because that is the face of someone that nobody believes. <laughs> looks tough. Yeah. His, um, his uh, therapist has been working him up to that face for a while. <laughs> and honestly, it's not it's it's not convincing anyone. But, uh, you know, he puts that up immediately. KD asks for a trade and he must have gotten so much shit on it on Instagram that I just read a tweet like a minute ago um, while you were talking that that uh, Ben Simmons has deleted his Instagram. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. So, in his first oh. effort, which you know, like I'm not I'm not I'm really not trying to shit on the guy for like having a therapist, but you know that like him working up to posting something about basketball and like caring again and like putting it out there that he's ready to go and do this. Like that had to be a goal he was working towards, right? Mm-hmm. And then he does it and all this shit happens to the extent that he has to fully delete Instagram is it's just like such a bad setback for a guy who is already just like, yeah, he's probably never actually coming back, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I predict many more back back issues uh, in his future. 
But still, I'm already more excited about. Yes, his his Instagram is gone. That is that is oh actually the case. That is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you play last year? Because um, Doc Rivers said something mean in a press conference. Okay, why didn't you play the next year? Uh, because a lot of people negatively responded to an Instagram post I put out. <laughs> Okay, cool. How many more years are you on contract? <laughs> he makes a lot of money. I mean, he's on a max contract. He makes a lot. He's due to make $35 million <laughs> tomorrow, uh, this this next year. Um, yeah, but again, aside from the Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is going to be a headache of his own, but I feel like if any fan base is is steeled against Ben Simmons bullshit. Oh yeah. It's it's just like it's nothing. It's just yeah. like a cute sideshow. Right. You know, Philly <laughs> fans think they had it bad. You have no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. First of all, he played for you. Second of all, he's not Kyrie. Right. Um even though they disappointed regularly, they would get to the second round every year. They were never <laughs> swept out of a series. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, again, yeah, to- totally. That is that. That is the sort. Of thing. It's just like <laughs> major setback. <laughs> I mean, months and months have gone into getting to the point where he can say he's willing to publicly say, "All right, I'm going to engage in basketball again." Right. Hours later all of the shit hits the fan and he deletes his entire social media presence as a result. And you imagine he's a guy who's probably generates a fair amount of income from social media just for spawn con bullshit with his right. Instagram model partner. Right. Exactly. And, um, and yes, he's getting a Ferrari. He's custom designing it. <laughs> um, right. These are, these are the things that, that Ben likes to post about, but he, he <laughs> finally, finally, as you said, worked up the courage and then the, the world spat it back out at him. Yeah, no, it's really, oh, it's a great, uh, great metaphor for what's happening overall in, in Nets Nation. <laughs> we try to have nice things, but we shouldn't have nice things and Nets Nation should be okay with that. I mean, we're the swamp dragons, right? That, that is exactly right. So that is again like, uh, yeah. Of course, we're not going to be competing for a quote unquote competing for a championship anymore. We won't have illusions of that anymore. Folks need to realize we are cursed. <laughs> Hello, we're cursed. <laughs> like, get over it, bro. <laughs> right. We're not supposed to be good. There's no right for us to be good. It's all right. We can have a nice time. Like, I would love to see a game where Nick Claxton plays point guard. That sounds more fun to me than all three seasons of Kyrie Irving combined. Yeah. yeah. One game of Nick Claxton playing point guard. Sure. Uh, just, okay, how how are Royce O'Neal and Patty Mills going to fit together? <laughs> I could think about that for hours. Because it's so much more fun also to be thinking about things like that, knowing basically no one else in the world cares. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> you don't want to be like the 100,000th person to be like, bro, I think Kyrie and KD are going to be sick. I think right. they're going to be sick together. <laughs> right. Exactly. Their games fit so seamlessly together, and here's why. Right. Should they be the betting favorites by even more? <laughs> like, no, who cares? Who cares? What did that bring anyone? Everyone was miserable the entire time. Let's go back to wondering whether Damare Carroll should get a five-year or a six-year deal. <laughs> Damare, what is that guy doing? Let's let's get him out of retirement. So just quickly on Royce O'Neal, because I do not yes. want to pass over him uh that quickly absolutely Royce O'Neal do you think had um, Kevin Durant's trade request come 30 minutes <laughs> earlier Royce O'Neal would be on the nets right now right I don't know if they <laughs> must have like I'm imagining like Sean Marks getting uh, get getting off the phone with the league and just like a hmm, lot of text messages <laughs> My phone was buzzing like crazy during that call to the league. I wonder, maybe one of my kids have a digestive issue. Right, exactly. Uh... Nope, Sean. Uh, so, right, that, I mean, is that, I don't know if there's reporting on it. I don't know if anyone cares, but, like, that's obviously, that was a trade imagining KD was still on this team. I, I mean, look. William, I mean, Royce O'Neal screams. Yeah, and Marks I trust. But Royce O'Neal screams, uh, glue guy you put on a veteran team going for a chip. Not, <laughs> not, we're blowing this thing up and we want an aged, rock steady, 3 and D-ish guy. <laughs> he's he's like not the, that agent. Isn't he's he like twenty eight. He's something? the poor man's PJ Tucker. <laughs> Ouch! He shoots a better three, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a little bit better, but I mean, he shoots so few of them. Oh no, Royce! Royce! Royce, Royce is twenty nine. Okay, so he's younger. He's a Baylor Bear. Oh, who is God. our other Baylor Bear? Quincy AC, right? Uh, I don't. I am loving that you are aware of that. Well, I'm looking uh, at his Wikipedia right now. Oh no, just that, just that. That, that we've had another AC bear. Was a Baylor bear. We had a Baylor bear talk, recently. Talk about a niche uh, piece of knowledge. I think, I think uh, Quincy AC and his mother are the only people aware of that. Um, Royce actually shot more threes than than I would have guessed. He's a legend. No, can I tell you what my my uh, dad said to me about that trade? He was like, "I watched a few Utah games, and I gotta say, I don't think Royce O'Neal made a big impact." <laughs> Royce O'Neal, Royce O'Neal's a quiet player. Seven point four points. That's the most points he's ever averaged. <laughs> that was last season. That's up from his career average of six point two. If you think if you think he's he's uh it's because he's too busy passing the rock, that's not true. <laughs> he's a career average two assist guy a game. Averages less than a steal a game, less than half a block a game. <laughs> he played thirty one minutes. <laughs> uh, to get seven points. A sleepy thirty one. No, he's just a 
He's just out there doing what the team needs him to do. No kidding. That guy does not need the rock. No, but he would be a perfect on a team with Kyrie and KD. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but now he's part of the rebuild. 29's not bad. I mean, I think, you know, let's say, I mean, let's, you know, hands together, pray to God, Kyrie, KD are gone. Um, you get Simmons. Who, who else do we have that's exciting? Joe Harris is nice. Seth Curry is nice. Now, again, both of those people are rumored to be a part of the, the Kyrie dump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but, like, there's no way that Kyrie is less valuable asset than West, Russell Westbrook. I I totally agree. I I think... Sean Marks knows that, and who cares? If Kyrie stays on this team, let him... I mean, whatever. It's a year. He, can, he doesn't play anyway. Just don't right. let him come. Like, don't let him come to games. Don't let him be a part of the team. Right. But, like, pay him for the year, then let him go. I don't care. Right. Just don't let him be anywhere around the team. Don't trade him for Russell. Like, don't take on more money for right. for no reason. Um, do you want to dabble in the KD trade? Sure, sure. I think this is this is where, where Nets fans will, will say, um... <laughs> I uh, I think I remember why I stopped listening to these guys, but yes, I I would truly love to because this is a labor of love, William. Yeah. And I have been spinning in trade, trade machine, uh, type things. Now I'm not so in so involved that I actually run my things through trade machines because oftentimes they spit out a no no. But um, <laughs> but I would love in short, William, in long. William, right. Yes, I would love to. Okay. Yes, I want to talk Kevin Durant trades, and then I want to talk coaches. Oh, okay. <clears throat> those are my two the two things I'd like to hit on. So let's 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 talk KD. Um, you know, part of me feels like there aren't going to be like the things I'm hearing aren't spectacular, right? Yeah, correct. And then. <laughs> And then you see the Rudy Gobert trade, and it's five first-round picks, essentially. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, Kevin Durant's on a better contract for longer term. He's a much, 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 much better player than Rudy Gobert. Uh, surely it's going to be better than that. Um, and then you see Woj and Bobby Marks and people like that saying that. Like, this is going to be a historic, uh, a historic trade. And the package we're going to get is going to basically break any... It's going to be unprecedented. Mm -hmm. Um, So in that... I mean, are we working from that assumption that it's going to be unprecedented? Or are you a little more pessimistic about it? I am, William. This will shock you and this will shock Nets Nation. I am pessimistic about that because... (laughs) Because you hear... Right. You hear exactly like you said. You do hear those things. But then you also see... Uh, like, well, there's like John Hollinger. Oof, boy. If people, if people want to feel down, oh. read the latest John Hollinger piece. I feel like where he's like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I sort of looked around and it seems like there's like maybe five teams that could offer something uh, that would want to get in the, the the Kevin Durant game, right? Right. Because. All of a sudden, it goes from exactly what you're talking about, and you know, 29 teams have the the Nets phones ringing off the hook. To like, well, 
you know, here are all the players that are untouchable. Here are all the teams that are just not in a place where they would want to trade for Kevin Durant. Um, and here are all the teams that, like, might theoretically like Kevin Durant, but they're not going to give up, you know, any of their good players because if they did, they would all of a sudden not be a team that, like, could win. Um, so, but here's what I'm saying, William. If, if indeed the, the Suns package that is, that is probably the most talked about package, I feel like. Maybe I'm wrong, but... And the package being... Is, sorry, is McCall Bridges, Aiton, in a sign-and-trade, uh, and picks, and then sometimes they, they throw in um, Cam Johnson. Right, and what kind of... I mean, picks, it's important when people are just like, and picks. Like, I think it's important to state, how many picks are we talking about? Yeah, I would, because I, we are the the cupboard is bare here in Brooklyn, bare. especially after the O'Neal uh, snow job. <laughs> I can't believe he got a first round pick for that guy. <laughs> Trader Danny is back with a vengeance. Yeah. League, a memo to league: hang up the phone when Danny Ainge calls you with a trade. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota, five first-round picks for fucking Rudy Gobert? Those, those guys are thirsty MFers. <laughs> they really are. Like, have you ever... Here, here's something I don't think anyone's ever said. Boy, Minnesota was in no no rush to make that trade. <laughs> like, you know, I think Minnesota made a rash decision. Or didn't, you know, yeah. They, they're just... They, like, every... Like, the... the the D'Lo trade was made. I, I know I'm, I'm on the, the podcast here with a huge D'Lo fan. I, I like D'Lo as well. But, like, that was another trade that was made purely for, like, we've got to satisfy this, at, at least at that point, totally unproven winner, Carl Anthony Towns. Like, we have to cater to, to, our, to our sun, moon, and stars. Carl Anthony Towns, a guy who's never led a team at the time, never led a team to the playoffs. Right. Um, anyway, and that, that worked out fine. But, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, they've, they've seemed to lurch from one desperation trade to another. Yes. And spe- okay. This is an aside, but mm-hmm. something I've been thinking about, Hit me. especially because <clears throat> of all people of all teams right now, Nets, are sort of the poster child for for um, being victims of quote-unquote player empowerment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that Minnesota Jazz Gobert trade, Pat Beverly got traded again. Okay? Pat Beverly's been on like eight teams <laughs> in the last five years. And on his Instagram immediately after, he's like, all right, guess I'm going to help lead another team to the playoffs. Right? He's like the good soldier. He's doing it. He wants every every place he goes, he wants to win. Last year, he was traded to Memphis, like hyped it up like on Instagram. Like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to We're going to go to the playoffs. Immediately got traded then to Minnesota. Um, <laughs> so amidst like these very rare and uh, admittedly um, – eye-drawing 
flare-ups of player quote-unquote player empowerment where like a superstar does this to a team and yes it's very annoying like it's not cool that kevin durant is like i'd like to go to to the heat but i want them to retain every good player they have right it's like right that's complete bullshit it's very annoying like that sort of quote-unquote empowerment is annoying but most players in the league are Pat Beverly. They get fucked over constantly by these teams. Like Kevin Huerder, right? Pretty good guy. Just got traded out of nowhere, apparently. Posted on a very sad tweet that was like, I guess I just figured out what the NBA is all about. Like, sad face or something Aww. like that. But, like, that's... We're, it's not player empowerment. There are, no. like, eight dudes who can do whatever they want. I would recommend any fan base avoid them like the plague. They are awful to have to root for. Your organization gets completely hijacked and it becomes totally unlovable. Yeah. Um, but there's not, like, a problem of player empowerment. There might be a problem of, like superstar empowerment or something right. like that it's, but it's, it's certainly not this widespread thing where it's like damn like anyone can do whatever they want it's like nope jo- most of them are just shipped all over the league without any thought or care for who they are or where they want to be or anything totally else. It's, it's like saying like we have worker empowerment because ceos make a lot of money right. i mean how else would elon musk be a billionaire <laughs> um yeah, totally, totally. Um, yeah, and and I, I, I so so anyway, so the the the, the Suns package. I honestly, if that's what we get, and again, I would be pushing for Cam Johnson in that trade. But that is that is a fun team, and that's a team that like I think would be fun. The team full of shooting, full of of um, of D, right? That's a hell of a D team. If you have Mikhail Bridges and Ben Simmons, you yeah. automatically have the best wing perimeter defense of any team in the league. Totally. If you and have Nick if you have Nick Claxton who can get in there, a guy yeah. who's the most switchable big in the NBA, insane. If you have Aiton, a legit rim protector in there as well, I mean that team is fucking unbeatable. I mean not unbeatable, but like really fun defensively. Yeah, totally. And it's a team that like will have to pass the ball. Like, yeah. they will either pass the ball a lot or score three points a game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because, and like, uh, yeah, and, and closing minutes of the game, we, we, we've had teams like this. Closing minutes, that's a, a toughie. I'm not sure who you who you go to. but You're just hoping your defense is good enough <laughs> that they don't get a lot of points either. Exactly. But that's that's awesome. That is so much better to me than, like, than watching KD get pinned down and like you know have to struggle to to catch the ball, come off about seven different picks to 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 get catch the ball and then um, you know jack up a shot that at least in the playoffs does not go in. I mean, again, I love watching Kevin Durant. I'm not gonna lie to you here, but but um, but like most of the offense. And defense of, of the Nets was so painful to watch because it was just one guy. Uh, we all remember the diagram that, that of, of like Nash drawing up plays where it was just like give it to KD or Kyrie. That is not <laughs> actually fun basketball. No, no. So you get not fun product on the court. You get absolute hell off the court. 
Yeah. Um, and now we have just, you know, a sad, but um, less less awful Ben Simmons. Right, right. <laughs> um, and who knows who else? So, yeah, no, that, that Suns package is fine. I hope, you know, we. I hope there'd be, like, four picks included in there as yes. well. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, and I mean, I don't think we need to belabor all every sure, trade because I think yes, everyone's yes, talking definitely. about it. I think, personally, the most appealing to me would be the Toronto package. With Scotty B? <clears throat> well... I would do. I would be thrilled with the Scotty B. I think that would be such an exciting thing to have, legit one of the best young players in the in the league on our team, as well as presumably several picks going forward, mm-hmm. building around him. Uh, that would be great, sure. Um, but I would also be fine if it were like OG and Pascal, or OG and. Um, Fred Van Vliet yes. and a bunch of picks, you know, which are the other, th- that's the other iteration of that trade that I've seen. Basically okay. two of their good guard wings, um, combos or, uh, Scotty Barnes and some picks. But again, yeah, you'd be getting a bunch of picks and you'd be getting two. like, I mean, in the case, if you got like Pascal and OG, those are two super good, like Pascal, I believe has been all NBA. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he went from that, that yeah, the, 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 the podcast circuit went totally full circle on him in the course of this season. Yeah, but then by the end, they were back on. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, no, I, I mean, those, those two are the ones I'm hearing the most frequently. Of course, there's the New Orleans thing. Uh, be, I think they're largely talked about because they have so many draft assets. Right. That they could just heap on like seven picks and Brandon Ingram or something like that. Are you, how do you feel about Brandon Ingram? Like him a lot. Would be, would be way more excited. I think he's maybe, um, the most conspicuously stoned player in the NBA, (laughs) which I respect. Like I am not that good at basketball in my purest state right mm-hmm. like i've done everything right i've been on like a cleanse <laughs> i i've been going to physical therapy i'm ready you know i'm out on the court it's a fine not that great if i were high i i would i would be so bad at basketball and he <laughs> is doing it game in game out <laughs> and at like you know borderline all nba level yeah, yeah. Was he an all star? He he's been, been an all star. He's okay. been an all star. Yeah. No, he's he's a fantastic player. Again, super young. Would love to um, build around him. He'd be good with uh, Ben Simmons, a hypothetical Ben Simmons. Right. Um, right. I like your, and this is not one you're hearing much buzz about. Uh, I guess this isn't a KD trade, but your Minnesota. Oh. For Kyrie yes. trade. Now, folks, if we're not dumping Kyrie in exchange for the one player that William and I have said over and over and over again, we do not want uh, in a Kyrie trade, Russell Westbrook. Uh, yes, let's think about this. A boomerang and a, and a little welcome back home. Sorry we did this to you. You know, we were wrong. We've changed. We want you back. It's 
D'Angelo Russell, a a player who um, just straight up one for one, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, and a, a a guy who I've I've heard described as very available. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, so is Kyrie. I mean, again, you know. Uh, no one is more available than than Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving, so we're not um, we're not trying to trying to throw shade there. Uh, but that would be awesome. And and like in a again, I we'd have to do some some salary um, adjustments because I think this would be quite an expensive team. But um, if if you brought back that Suns package I mentioned, and you were like. Okay, great, but not a lot of shot creation. Um, well, you've got D'Angelo now. You've got the straw that stirs the drink. Exactly. No, I love that trade, um, and I th- it would be obviously so perfect to have the man who was cast off. Yes. Be returned for him. Um, any final KD thoughts like how do you think Simon his his legacy is impacted by this Mm, great question William I look I, I I think like any like anyone in a new relationship they think you know that that uh with with someone who has just gotten out of a toxic breakup and you think, well, you know, he'll change for me. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, that guy, if 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 he'll if he'll if he'll do it uh, with you, he'll do it to you. Uh, he is a constant grump. I I love you know I I like the guy. I feel I you know he's he brought me some 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 great you know of all the shit we've talked some some great playoff uh, memories not a lot of wins in the playoffs yeah. but but some great playoff memories um it's been a pleasure to to watch him play but um the guy's a grump he's mercurial he is uh completely whatever whatever the like post when it when and when and if he's traded like i'm sure there'll be a story that comes out about like all of the things that led him to, you know, the myriad reasons why he requested a trade. Don't believe it, folks. It's because of Kyrie Irving. Yeah. It's because Kyrie, we didn't, we didn't kowtow to Kyrie Irving. He is complete, was complete. We never, ever, ever would have gotten him without Kyrie Irving. And the second that we, that we, uh, you know, didn't give Kyrie everything he wanted, um, KD turned on us. And uh, that's just not a guy you can't. At a certain point, you can't help help a guy like that. You can't. You, you can tell you know tell him you you know you're in a toxic relationship, get out. But you know, ultimately, it's up to him. He's got to be ready to hear it, doesn't he? Yes, ex- exactly. I don't think he's ready to hear it. Exactly, and I I think the guy has terrible terrible taste, as as you've said. Yeah, he does. Um, I mean, you know, uh, let's. Uh, quickly because everyone's talking about it and I don't think we have any particular insights that are are uh, much different or more meaningful so it's not a good look yeah. you know he, he mm-hmm. left OKC where where he was beloved and, and people thought he was 
you know, going to lead that team somewhere. They lose to the Warriors in sort of heartbreaking fashion. He goes and joins them. People mock that decision. He becomes so happy. He leaves for his own thing where he can finally sort of do something on his own with his best friend, this pure form of basketball, which he's always talking about. Um, didn't happen. was a complete, complete dumpster fire, to say the very least. And now it's like, you know, a lot is going to the next one. I think people are going to are going to run out of patience and it could start looking really bad if it doesn't go well. Yeah, and and uh, also the the one of the other reasons that has been rumored and I'm sure is correct uh, is the fact that the Warriors just won a championship without him again. Right. Uh, <clears throat> that that's that's gotta hurt. Yeah, I mean, he got every every single thing he wanted here. Um, he was making all the decisions from personnel to uh, players on the team to coaches. Um, and, you know, this is this is what happened because he he hitched his wagon to the old Kyrie train and it didn't work out. But um, I want to talk about before we go and we are running out of time here, Simon, a topic that is not being discussed much, though, I guess maybe a little bit more in Nets Twitter. I've sort of stepped back. And that is Steve Nash. Mm. Steve Nash was a guy who, in Nets uh, fandom's desperation to blame the woes of this team on someone this season other than Kyrie, Steve Nash was a scapegoat for a while. And I think I got a little defensive of Steve Nash just being like, he's not really here to coach. He's here to manage uh, the superstars who like him. Kevin Durant and Kyrie <clears throat> like that's literally his job don't judge him on like whether he's good at out of timeout calls or whatever like that's not what he's here to do he's here to be a high EQ blah 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 guy those players who he was here to manage are gone there is certainly no <laughs> evidence that he's good at actually coaching Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's quite a lot of evidence he's not even particularly good at managing those egos because this I, thing was a complete disaster. Yes. Um, do you think he is the head coach going into next season? I I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I would say 70% no. I would say that 30% of me thinks that maybe Sean Marks enjoys the fact that Steve Nash will like let him bend his ear. Uh huh. Um, which friend of show Steve Lichtenstein has has said like you know that that Sean Marks feels that way with 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 Steve Nash. But I agree. There's no there's no track record, and now there's nobody whose buddy he is. Right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. My. <clears throat> conspiracy theory I've shared with Simon I'll share with you our listeners because you have a right to know um, <laughs> is that maybe the extremely bizarre move of Kenny Atkinson former Nets head coach <laughs> beloved former Nets head coach accepts the job in Charlotte days later retracts the acceptance of it and says you know what I'm good just being the assistant coach in Golden State my theory is Maybe old Shawnee boy was on the phone with his buddy, Kenny Atkinson. Those two were the czars of culture back in the day. 
and he said, listen, fuck Charlotte. We're going to have an opening. Steve Nash doesn't like coaching. He did this as a favor to Kevin Durant. He's out. Wait a few months, and you can be back in Brooklyn where you belong. I mean, Kenny's a Brooklyn guy. He's from Long Island. <clears throat> his his gray pallor sort of <laughs> very similar to the gray pallor of the Nets hardwood. Um, he just fits in here. <laughs> and I think that... I think that we could be seeing a boomerang not only of D'Angelo Russell in the Kyrie for D'Lo trade, but a boomerang in coaches where we get Kenny Atkinson back as our head coach. <laughs> that would be fun. I I I would like that. Uh, I would say um, um, James Borrego is his first name. James. Yes, Albuquerque boy. Yes, the the Academy Charger. Um. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would love that guy, too. Um, I realize my other guy that I mentioned to you, Mike D'Antoni, probably wouldn't take the job after we just fired his, his great buddy, Steve Nash. But who knows? That guy's a thirsty, thirsty, uh, thirsty for coaching guy. Yeah, he's hungry for the for a seat. Um, any other names? Any other maybe? Uh... Banter, give Vanterpool a chance. <laughs> Maybe Jacques Vaughn will just get to be head coach. Right, he's cheap. He's be cheap. Yeah, you know he 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 gets uh, he you know he will always have the bubble nets to to his name. Yes, yes, got a lot out of those boys. Uh, as as Steve Lichtenstein, uh, that I thought was very funny. He was like, if Jacques Vaughn is such a great coach, as we're constantly. T- how come he's never mentioned in any head coaching <laughs> discussions of like even the longest of lists of, of coaching candidates? <laughs> no, that's true. He is not. I mean, even Vanterpool gets mentioned more. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think there's going to be like that. You know, there's like a, a Spurs tree of coaches that are sort of branching out i don't think there's going to be a similar tree branching out from from steve nash assistants (laughs) like i studied at the feet of a master we accomplished so much i brought my dry erase board (laughs) and i've got it pointing to the player here that needs to take the shot um simon we're about to hit right up against that one hour mark yes I know you had a fun segment in mind. If you have any burning things from that that you want to get out, I would, I'd, I'd do that now. Okay, I will just say very quickly the 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 idea of the thing was um was a net spiteful summer barbecue. What's everyone bringing? Right. So uh, so spite <laughs> your typical summer barbecue, often spite free. Right. It should be fun. It should be fun. It's a a good excuse to gather with people who maybe you don't get to see as often as you'd like. Uh, just get outside, enjoy some beer, some brats. Um, in general, what is your favorite barbecue item, Simon? Oh, uh, brisket. Well, no, no, no. Not like, yeah, I know, I know if we're going to Morgan's or something, you're going to get a brisket. But like, if you're out in a park, you're not going to be like, hey, Kyle Hubie, throw a brisket on for me. Right, right. I assume you've aged it. (laughs) Um, no, that is a great point. I would say, uh, just a, a burger, a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger? Yeah. 
How do you like it off a grill? Medium? Uh, medium well. Medium boy. well, okay. Okay. I don't, yeah, the, the, the pink inside scares me. Um, I, yes, so, okay, just very, very quickly. I had a whole, you know, people are, uh, other players and coaches and executives are bringing actual food. Um, Kyrie Irving brings two giant Tupperwares of human shit and piss. <laughs> and then he said, and then when people are like, Kyrie, what are you doing? Like, this is a real dick move. He's, he's completely dumbfounded why people are attacking him all of a sudden. Okay. That, <laughs> that was a subtle one, Simon. Yeah. yeah I, for me, for, I was at mine for Kyrie was coleslaw. Right, like good, great, great side. Like I love coleslaw, yeah. but he's put raisins in it, and you're just like, oh, this is so off-putting and awful. And this like savory, delicious thing I usually really enjoy has disgusting raisins. What? Where is the? Okay, Simon, your what? speaker. Oh, I uh, sorry, your speak. microphone. I... Your microphone is yeah. on something that is rubbing hard against something else. So. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. Um, okay, so other than Kyrie Irving bringing piss and shit to a spite barbecue, <laughs> did you have anything else for that? Yes, so Joe Sai, okay, in my telling of it, at past Nets barbecues, non-spite Nets barbecues, he has brought, like, the best, like, Wagyu steaks, or whatever, you know, the, the new Kobe beef of steaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? People love, that they're so excited for, for what um, uh, Josiah usually brings to these things. At this at this one, William, he brings three uh, Jell-O cups. Not even enough for everyone to have a Jell-O cup. <laughs> for he, Clara, and Sean. Exactly, and they're just eating it quietly in the corner, and um, nobody gets any in. Nobody really would want any because uh, it's he's he's turning out the. My point is, is turn off the spigot. It's time to time to to buckle down. <laughs> Rain in the finances. Um, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Do you have another one? Uh. I I have um I have Kevin Durant. He brings um he he uh knows that everyone there likes a mayonnaise based potato salad and he brings a vinegar one. Oh sure, yeah. And he sort of pretends like, Oh yeah, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't uh I didn't know you didn't like that. Ouch. Yeah. But you can get down with a vinegar one. Right? I love a vinegar potato salad. There's there's almost no potato salad I don't like. That's yeah, no, it's hard. It's hard to screw it up. Go get the pre-made ones at um, right. Yeah. Gala Fresh. <laughs> I've had them. There's not enough salt in this. Uh, world. No, and somehow <clears throat> they make it carbonated. It's like <laughs> it's impossible because it's not a liquid, and yet. <laughs> I promise you, you'll walk away thinking you've had a carbonated potato salad. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's it's a really weird concoction. Yeah, no, something in it is interacting with the plastic that it's kept in in this really, really frightening way in your mouth. Um, all right, well, I hope um, to not be invited to that spite barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do hope to read about it in TMZ. 
Yes, yes. Thank you. Which is basically the only news source for this really unenjoyable Brooklyn Nets team, which, as again, we should all be celebrating, is almost no longer our problem. That's right, folks. Um, Simon, thank you so much for suggesting this. It's been a real pleasure seeing you topless for the last hour. (laughs) And I'm glad, you know, for me anyway, when I wake up after a night in Bushwick, sometimes having something um, that isn't a confrontation with life choices I've made, uh, you know, one could call it a distraction, uh, is nice. Is yeah, a nice thing. Is. So I hope I hope this served that purpose for no, you. This has been great. Um, good. Nets listeners, feel free to hit us up maybe next time at Twitter. Um, if you know Simon, if Simon sends another tweet in, in a couple months, we might be back up here chatting toplessly with you again. <laughs> That's right, folks. You can't keep a can't keep a good podcast down. <laughs> Uh, so we will go ahead and, uh, see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. Personal columns There was this letter I read